Well, uh, let me tell you who I am. Uh, I'm Rick Smith. This is my wife, Vicki. Uh, we're from uh, Albuquerque. And um, I am uh, on staff at Mosaic Church, which is a PCA work in Albuquerque. And uh, I'm the spiritual formation pastor. Uh, that's kind of sort of a part-time thing because I'm an old guy. And... Uh, uh, but I love what I do. And uh, I have, uh, we have four adult children, two boys who, uh, who happen to be the owners of uh, Big Barn CrossFit uh, and uh, another strength and conditioning business in Albuquerque. And our two daughters are far away in, uh, in Pennsylvania. And uh, we miss them dearly. Um, I'm really happy to be here uh, this morning with you. And uh, if we could, you know, there's something about being in church. I don't know if this ever happens to you. It happens to me all the time. It's like, okay, uh, this is what we do Sunday morning, and now it's time for the sermon. And I would love for you, if it's possible, to kind of shift gears and imagine us uh, being in your living room and just talking about life for a few minutes together, which reminds me, I want to keep track of the time here. Um, you know, it's been a rough couple of years, wouldn't you say? Uh, it sure has been for me. Um, and... Um, just like David here in Psalm 103, David is talking to his soul in this psalm. He's talking to himself. And apparently, he doesn't particularly feel like praising God. He, he's telling himself, praise the Lord, O my soul. Uh, you wouldn't say that to yourself unless you didn't particularly feel like doing that. So he's, he's, he's talking to himself, and he's reminding himself what's important. Uh, after a couple of years like this, uh, just think about it. We've experienced uh, a lockdown in varying degrees. Uh, we, you know, we wear these things. Uh, <sighs> How exciting is that? Uh, you know, I'm excited to be able to preach and not have to have this on. That is, that's a thrill for me. Uh, I, I wonder what the time these last two years have been like for you. Unquestionably, uh, some of us have experienced pretty serious loss in perhaps uh, the death of a loved one. Uh, or friends. Um, think of the, perhaps you felt pretty isolated during these last couple of years. Uh, I think a lot of us have experienced a, a depth of loneliness that we don't often talk about, but it's just uh, uh, this, uh, this pandemic has, uh, has stirred up things 
deep within us. And I, I'm convinced this has been so much harder uh, than we even know about. Uh, um, what's it been like for you? Isolation? Uh, you know, I feel like uh, Eeyore uh, in uh, Winnie the Pooh when he would say, uh, good morning, if it is a good morning. Uh, you know, happy new year, if it is a happy new year. Uh, it, it's just been rough. And uh, so many of us have struggled with uh, depression. Uh, it's just, uh, I don't know about you, but uh, these last couple of years, uh, it's just been an ongoing hardship uh, emotionally, just a whole, but physically, a whole lot of different ways. And, uh, and you know, um, uh, suicides have been way up. Uh, drug overdoses have been way up. Uh, in, in our state, uh, homicides have, have just jumped this year, and I never understand why the news never connects that with, with our pandemic. And people are feeling more tense. Uh, are, are you with me in this? It, or does this sound like something I shouldn't be talking about here this morning? <laughs> uh, it's really been hard. And uh, the scriptures and David and our creator and sustainer, he's all about reality. He's all about not pretending things are good when they're not good. He's all about being really honest and open with one another and with him. Um, so whatever this last year has been for you, um, Here's my question to you. Has it exposed anything in your life that, uh, and, and maybe kind of forced you to look at your life, and has there been anything that you haven't been really impressed with about yourself? Uh, for me, I have been shocked uh, when I have been the most down or the most isolated feeling or the most lonely feeling, uh, you know what stuck out to me about myself? I, I've been disappointed at the superficial nature of my relationship with Christ. Uh, you know what I found myself doing? And I, I hope this isn't true of any of you, but I, I think it probably is. I found myself, uh, when I'm feeling down when I just, all this has been accumulating over the last two years, I find myself running to a number of things besides Christ. Uh, when I'm feeling blue, uh, and um, my latest thing, I gave up, oh, a couple of years ago, I decided, you know, I gotta stay out of Facebook. I, I'm just going to, it. it's, it's making me feel alive and close to lots of people who I'm really not close to and who I know very little about, but it makes me feel in touch with them. I, I thought, 
I've got to quit doing that. I'm going to, I'm going to lean on Christ for what I need. Uh, about a month later, guess where I found myself uh, sometimes for hours? Not Facebook. I'm too spiritual for that. I, I was in YouTube. <laughs> and I, I, I got out of one and replaced it with another. And I have been really, that's been disappointing to me. Uh, just this week, I thought, what am I doing? Why, why am I not uh, in my loneliness, in my feeling uh, of little value? I, I run to this instead of running to my Savior. That, that's a real problem. That's, uh, that's kind of the definition of sin, by the way. I, I'm trying to feel better uh, using my own methods instead of running to Jesus. Uh, do any of you do that at all? Uh, now, if, if you're not into YouTube, don't feel real good about yourself about that. You might, you're probably just into something else. Uh, maybe you, you escape into novels. Uh, uh, I'm not a great reader, so that's not my problem. So I feel real good about, oh, I don't escape in novels. But I do love TV. And oh, how, how I escape there. Anyway, uh, it's been real disillusioning for me to see the superficial nature of my spirituality. It's really been bothersome. Uh, so, uh, and, and that, my own attempt uh, at uh, surviving in life often excludes Christ. Uh, Paul, in Romans chapter 7, listen to what he says. You, you've heard this before. Oh, wretched man that I am. This is Romans 7, 24 and 25. He says, oh, wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? Uh, he, he just, he, he's seeing his lack of spirituality. He's seeing the things he's involved with that only lead to lifelessness. And, and he cries out, who will rescue me from that? And then his second cry is one of thanksgiving. Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Uh, so, how do we get from, oh wretched man that I am, to thanks be to God through Jesus Christ? That's a real practical thing. We're, we're in your living room now talking about this. How in the world do I transition from feeling awful about uh, just totally unimpressed with how much I uh, pursue God. How do I get from there to being filled up with thanksgiving for what he has done for me on the cross and in his resurrection? Real, that's a real practical problem. What do you do to get from where you find yourself in your relationship with God to to being in a position of, of feeding off of him and receiving life from him on a daily basis. I, I was noticing the, the tree here. Uh, I love it against the blue sky. 
uh, but there's no fruit. There's nothing green on the tree, right? Uh, and it's got the snow on it. Uh, I feel like that tree a lot of times, uh, sort of, sort of dead and cold-hearted and just lifeless. And sometimes I feel like I don't see the evidence. What do I do about that? What do you do about that? Um, David is going to help us. King David in Psalm 103 is going to help us. And uh, he, here's one thing he helps us with. He says, you've got to talk to yourself. You've got to talk to your heart. You've got to talk with your soul. You've got to preach what's true to yourself over and over and over again. And I have to tell you, uh, 20 years ago, I thought when I got to this age that life would be a breeze and I'd be cruising along in my relationship with God. I'd just be cruising. You know, that's a just, it'd just be easier. Uh, you know what I'm finding? I think it's harder. I think I need to preach the truth to myself daily, minute by minute, more and more and more, not less and less and less. In fact, I think uh, it's a sign of maturity as we uh, get in this rhythm of preaching the truth to ourselves. That's what David is doing here. L listen to him. Praise the Lord, O my soul. Now, I'm assuming he doesn't feel like praising God. That's why he's talking to himself. Soul, and by soul, he means my heart. He means everything that is me. He kind of defines it in the next line. All my inmost being. Some translation says, all that is within me. Uh, all that makes Rick Smith who Rick Smith is. All that makes you who you are. Your will, your emotions, the center, the essence of who you are. David is saying, soul, praise the Lord. Uh, some translations say bless. Same thing. Uh, uh, but I don't feel like it. He just keeps rehearsing this truth. Praise the Lord, O oh my soul, all that's within me, all my inmost being, the center of who I am, praise his holy name. Now, you can be here this morning, and uh, good for you for coming, but you know you can set in the sanctuary with the gorgeous music that we got to sing, wonderful words of the hymns, and, and you know you can feel the last thing you want to do is praise God because nothing seems to be going right in your life and you just, you don't feel like doing it. Uh, at least you're here, but your heart is not praising him. David found himself in that situation all the time. And so he says, praise the Lord, O oh my soul. Everything that's within me, 
Praise his holy name. Then he says it again. Praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. What do you think he's doing there? Here, here he's saying, I think instead of saying, remember all the benefits uh, of knowing the Lord's soul, uh, I think the reason he says forget not, because he's, he's painfully aware that he has this propensity to forget. It's like our, uh, our sin nature is like kind of a spiritual Alzheimer's. It, it forgets all the time, daily, the benefits of knowing Christ. Our, our flesh uh, does that. And so David's saying, forget not all his benefits. You know, the cool thing about preaching the truth to yourself is you're always with you. You can do it any time of day. Uh, you're never gone. Uh, you don't have to get online to do it. Uh, you're just always there. So preach that truth to yourself, just like David. He says, forget not all his benefits. And then he's going, he's, now he's thinking about what follows is, well, what are, are the benefits of knowing him? Uh, who forgives all your sins. Now remember, he's talking to his soul. He's saying, soul, forget not the Lord's benefits. Uh, here's one of them. He forgives all your sins, soul. Think with me. What would, what would you say would be the sins of our soul? The, uh, the sins of... Uh, this is kind of a internal, uh, our, our motivating system in us. What are, what are the sins of that? Um, one thing that occurs to me is we are somewhat self-centered, wouldn't you say? Uh, anybody remember the old group, uh, Crosby, Sills, Nash & Young? Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, okay, I'm 72. I give it away. Uh, but they used to have a song uh, that was, uh, one of the lines was, You who were on the road must have a code that you can live by. One of my favorite things when I'm driving on a trip is humming that tune. And you know what I imagine? I'm driving along and and the camera zooming in from a distance on me. And, and that song's playing, and at some point, I'm driving, and I look right into the camera, and... Oh, yeah. Uh, you see, from, from deep within me, I am the star of the show. From deep within you, you, are the star of the show. Uh, uh, another experiment for you, in case you're not into that song. Uh, sometime when somebody shows you a picture, and it's a group picture, and you're in it, I challenge you to try to not, to try to avoid looking at you in the picture. 
Uh, you know what we do. We find us, and it's a great picture if we're looking good. And if we don't, we don't like the picture so much. Uh, silly little thing, but it, it betrays uh, our self-centered hearts that want to be the center of the universe. Uh, and uh, I'm the worst at that. So that one disease, one sin, uh, there's parallelism in the Psalms, right? They don't, they don't, the lines don't rhyme. Uh, Hebrew poetry uses parallelism. So, so it'll say one thing, and very often afterwards, it'll either repeat it in different words, or maybe even say the opposite. But that's what makes Hebrew poetry, poetry, uh, who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases. Sins and diseases, same thing. Uh, the sins of my soul, the diseases in my soul. Self-centeredness is one of those things. Let me, let me try another one on, see if you relate to this. How about um, self-sufficiency? And let me relate to, to we who are followers of Christ. I find myself when I determine, okay, I'm going to deepen my relationship with Christ. I'm going to get more spiritual here. I'm going to, I've got to get serious about this and committed. Do you know uh, how, you wouldn't believe how often I attempt to grow closer to Christ uh, on my own. Like, this is the way I'm going to do it. Uh, and, and whether or not it's, it's God's way, no problem. I'm going to, I am determined to do this. Even in uh, trying to grow closer to Christ, uh, I come up with my own idea on how I'm going to do that. Uh, and, and how little I, I think of actually going to him and saying, Lord, I feel so distant. I, I have been operating on my own for so long. Uh, I fall into it all the time. I don't even know how to draw close to you. Would you help me? Help me to just hear your voice as I read your word. Uh, Lord, just Help me to tune into you. I don't have a clue how to do that. But in my self-sufficiency, I, I am determined to do whatever I need to do, whatever I think is the right thing to do, and I just go after it. Uh, I hope you're not like that. But I'm afraid you are. Uh, uh, one more disease of the soul. And, uh, isn't this fun to think about? This is, this is really worship to be thinking about. Huh, here's what God's word says. Uh, what's it all look like in my life? Uh, I, I'm going to call this self-worship. Uh, instead of worshiping him, uh, I worship myself. Uh, this is tied to being self-centered too, but... Uh, you know when you get in an argument, let's say with a good friend, uh, maybe your spouse, 
maybe uh, a friend that is on the opposite end of the political spectrum from you. Uh, Self-worship shows itself in this way. I'm right. You're wrong. End of argument. We don't even have to talk about it. Uh, Nobody wins an argument. Uh, Nobody's mind is changed because uh, I'm right and you're wrong. And I've been trying to help my bride see that, you know, like for, for over 40 years. And she doesn't always agree. <laughs> uh, okay, so David said, praise the Lord, O my soul. All my inmost being, praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not. Don't forget his benefits. He forgives soul. He forgives all your sins, your self-worship, your self-sufficiency, your self-centeredness. He heals all your diseases. All these diseases of the soul, he can can restore you into the person that he's making you to be so that you're not self-centered, so that you, uh, you, you know that he is sufficient and you're not, Um, so that you have more interest in him than than we do ourselves. Well, he goes on. Um, He redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion. Uh, What what this is probably saying, David is saying he's rescuing you from death. You know self-centeredness, Self-sufficiency, self-worship, all those diseases of the soul, you know they lead to death. Uh, We can attest to that. Uh, They're not life-giving habits at all. Uh, And he says, soul, God redeems your life. He takes your life back from death. He he turns your death into life. That's what his resurrection is about. I I happen to be a person, my family has a propensity towards depression. And uh, uh, depression, I bet... uh, if I had a show of hands and if people were being honest, uh, we'd be uh, surprised how many of us here may struggle with depression at one to one degree or another. I love to take this. I think David was mostly talking about spiritual death here, but I want to include depression in that. I think it's a fair, it feels like death, right? When you're depressed, you're in this hole, and it feels like prison, and it feels like there's no way out, and it, it, it's like a taste of hell, in a way. Just awful. And uh, you know people around you are being affected. Uh, Luther described uh, sin 
as uh, he used the word curvitas. Uh, he describes sin as, as when we turn in on ourselves. I think that's quite a, quite a, uh, a good definition of, of the depression that I experience uh, of just, it becomes all about me and I, I can't have anybody else's interests in mind except my own. Life is awful and it's just, uh, it's horrible. Well, I love to take this verse and say, soul, I know you're struggling with depression. One of the benefits of knowing my Lord is that he redeems my life from the pit of depression. And I love to have this picture of Jesus reaching down and because I can't seem to rescue myself. Of Jesus reaching down in this pit of depression and pulling me out of the pit and standing me on the solid rock, which is himself. And all of a sudden, experiencing life as if for the first time. One of the benefits of knowing him, he redeems your life from the pit. And I love the next line. He crowns you uh, with love and compassion. Uh, when I'm feeling uh, another way the scriptures uh, talk about depression, uh, two of my favorite psalms, Psalm 42, 43, they probably used to be just one psalm. Uh, the psalmist is talking about being depressed. Why are you downcast, O my soul? Uh, he, he's talking to himself. Why are you down in the dumps? Why are you depressed? And the reason I like it is uh, it ends at Psalm 73. It doesn't end on a high note. It end, the last line in the psalm is, why are you downcast, O oh my soul? Uh, and says something. He, he's telling himself, turn back to God. Uh, but it's just reality. He's just struggling with that. Um, who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion. When I'm depressed, uh, it's all about me, and I, I, am, I can't love those closest to me. Uh, I can't love my bride. I can't love my adult children uh, because I'm just turned in on myself. Uh, you know what I mean? Um, one benefit of knowing him is he helps pull us out of the pit and he crowns us. He identifies us by love and compassion. He takes me from death and identifies me as one that can actually love and care about other people. That is a miracle. David is rehearsing this truth with himself. Uh, he's apparently uh, not feeling very good. 
And he's preaching this stuff to himself, saying, Lord, you're the one that crowns me with love and compassion. It's you working in me that enables me to care about the people around me. I need that now, Lord. Uh, now we're, we're on uh, verse 5, and I'm just getting ready to wrap this up. Uh, here's the final thing. David says, soul... God satisfies your desires, soul, with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. I wonder what you, our souls desire. I wonder what our souls long for. Here's a few things I've come up with. Uh, my soul wants to have purpose. I want to know uh, the French call it having a raison d'etre, a reason for being. My soul longs for purpose. It was built for purpose. My soul longs for acceptance. My soul wants to be accepted and held in the highest value. God built me that way to want that. Uh, my soul wants to belong, that sense of belonging. My soul wants to make a difference in the world, wants to have impact. David is saying, Lord, you satisfy the desires of my soul. YouTube can't do it. Facebook can't do it. Romance novels can't do it. The news certainly can't do it. My, my work can't really do it. Lord, it's you. One of the benefits of knowing you is you tell me, you speak into my life you, you tell me, uh, Rick, Julie, whatever your name is, you're valuable to me. I've given you purpose. I accept you 100%. You belong to me. And I built you to make a difference in the world. Isn't that great? Our creator has, has sort of built in those desires to us. And David, he's feeling down and out. He's preaching to himself. He's saying, soul, remember, remember. It's the Lord that satisfies those desires that are in my heart. It's the Lord that will give me a reason for being. This pandemic, uh, together with the fact that I'm growing older, uh, has, uh, it has uh, geometrically increased and intensified my wondering at times uh, am I of any value at all? 
you know, our culture does not highly value uh, people my age. You know that. Uh, it's cool to be young. Oh, I love being, yeah, I love being part of the youth culture. But our culture right now, uh, if you're not young, the attitude just stinks toward we who are older. It just does. And uh, so uh, I'm, uh, the culture is not going to value me. The culture is not, uh, you know, my time is over. Uh, I have no purpose. Just, just grow old and be quiet, right? Uh, uh, I don't think we who are over 60 talk about this very much, but it, it's still there. Uh, the Lord, knowing him, he, he, he picks us and he says, you, no matter your age, I have purpose for you. You are valued to me. You, are, you belong to my family. And oh my gosh, the scriptures are so bold to even suggest we with gray hair may even have some extraordinary things to offer the world. Imagine that. We seem to be the only ones that understand that these days. <laughs> uh, but do not be in despair. Jesus highly values you, whether young or old. Isn't that great? And he wants to use us to impact the world. Do not fall into the temptation of thinking uh, there's nothing you can contribute. It's just not true. It's just not true, whether old or young. So here, here's David. He redeems my life from the pit and crowns me with love and compassion. He satisfies my desires with good things so that my youth is renewed like the eagles. Let, let me tell you what I think that means, and then we're finished. I think he's saying, even though day to day, and I'm speaking maybe particularly to, uh, to people in the older category, that as we um, become more and more decrepit, is that, is that too strong a word? Uh, as we fall apart, Paul talks about this, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 16. Though I'm wasting away on the outside, on the inside, I'm being renewed day by day. That is, my soul can stay young. My soul can experience new vitality and new life and new clarity of purpose. This is wonderful news. No matter my age, God is in the business of renewing the essence of who we are. David, he grew old, but he knew the vitality that Jesus can transform us inside, even as we're falling apart outside.
That is great news. I, I am shocked I'm not hearing hallelujahs from the older crowd in here. But be that as it may. Uh, and I'm not excluding you if you're not in the older category. Uh, you have this to look forward to. No matter what happens, uh, this Lord of ours satisfies the desire of our soul so that we continue to have impact on the world, continue to have purpose for living, continue to be able to make a difference and be valuable and belong no matter our age. So, let me conclude with this. Here's what I'm suggesting we do. Refuse to be satisfied with your own solutions in life. Stop the self-sufficiency stuff. Refuse to be satisfied with where you're at Secondly, run to Jesus. Run to Jesus. I don't do much running anymore, physically. But oh, he, he has equipped his people to run to him spiritually in our time of need. Run to his word run to him, make spaces of what you could call unhurried quiet to be with him. Refuse, run, reflect on your life and the benefits of knowing him. Preach it to yourself again and again and again. And may I suggest as we grow in maturity, both age-wise and spiritually, the need to go to him and remind ourselves of what the truth is increases, not decreases. And finally, uh, rehearse. Rehearse the truth. Preach it to yourself again and again and again. And God has promised he is there. He will not abandon us. He rather smiles on us. May he keep you and may he smile upon you. Because he's crazy about you. He really is. He really is. Uh, let me pray and just ask God if, uh, if he'd change us even now. Lord God, we thank you for your love and care of us. We thank you for taking a, a pandemic and using it to uh, expose unhealthy things in our life. And we thank you that you're not a God that just exposes that and leaves us there, but you lead us in the everlasting way. You transform us from the inside out. And oh, how we need that, especially today. I ask this 
and pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen.